0: Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's on the
1: lip, Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Are
0: you Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff, lip. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is
1: your uncle Cliff, Cliff. Here is the host of Birthday Boy Podcast, the one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. All right. This is episode 77? I love you. That sounds right. Right? Doesn't that sound right? I think that sounds right. It's uh, it's eight o'clock in the morning, Saturday, March twentieth. Shimo's birthday. Happy birthday, Shimo. Uh, I'm uh, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do. So I'm doing a little podcast on the phone, sitting on the couch. I'm watching wrestling. I'm watching AEW. I'm looking at the. Uh, Oh, well, what a, what a maneuver, what a slam by Dr. Britt Baker, DDS. Uh, <coughs> I feel like garbage, because I got up at, uh, oh, God, I want, I want to say it was 4.30, which makes sense, you know, because I'm still on uh, the pre-time change time from a week ago, so if it was a week ago, it would be 3.30 in the morning. And As far as my body is concerned, I think like most of us, I don't know about you guys, it certainly takes me, best case scenario, it takes me a week or two to get adjusted to the time change. I feel like it takes longer though. I feel like it takes almost a month. I really, I feel like it does. But I don't know, maybe this warm weather, I'll get out and have a walk today. But, uh, you know, if you you tuned in for the Crybaby podcast, you're in the right place. Because I've got, uh, I'm going to talk about my my ailments. I've got aches and pains. Just, you know, when you don't get enough sleep, I can't imagine that this is just me. If you don't, let's say, you you know, you get like three hours of sleep and you get up. For me, everything, you know, my legs, my leg muscles, everything is just, everything is just sore. Just from, just from not getting enough rest, I, I suppose, not getting enough sleep. Yeah. You're, not supposed to be, you're not supposed to be upright 24 hours a day. That's why we have sleep. That's why we need sleep. I wish we didn't. This has been my... If I could have like a three, three wishes, the genie could grant me three wishes, one of those would be that I would never need to sleep ever again as long as I lived. Can you imagine, can you imagine all the things we could do if we didn't have to sleep? And not feel tired. We love sleep because we need sleep but I hate sleep. I hate taking naps. I hate going to bed. I hate sleep. I hate just the whole thing. It's like, okay, now we're going to just, we're going to just, we're going to lie here every day for, you know, what should be eight hours. It's never eight hours. I'm looking at my Fitbit tracker. The only time I get those little stars that say, congrats, you got eight hours of sleep is when I have like when I have a night where I get five hours of sleep and then I take a three-hour nap in the middle of the day, which uh, has happened a lot these last couple of months. Because, boy, oh, boy, that's uh, that's depression. And I'm not talking I mean, it's legit depression. Anyway, who cares, right? Who cares? Get over it. Right? Yeah. But that's what I was, I was saying last night. I was saying to Kim, like, man. I don't, uh, I have no, the things that I love, I I have no interest, you know, video games, I've barely touched in the last few months, a little bit here and there, and I just, I play it for a little while, and I'm like, I I just say, I I don't care, I I don't care about this right now, I don't care. Uh, NCAA tournament started, I don't care, first time, (sighs) I don't know. I started watching the tournament regularly in two thousand five, two thousand six. Remember that the Adam Morrison uh, wasn't that one? Uh, was it Adam? Wait, yeah, Adam Morrison. What the hell? Who, who? Yeah, he played for Gonzaga. They were good. Joe Kim Noah Florida. They were. I think they won it that year, two thousand six. There were a couple other really. Florida was like the team to beat back. Back in 2006, Adam Morrison with his porn stash. He played for the Bobcats for a little while. He's I think he's most notable for sitting in the middle of the basketball court and crying because they lost. I don't know. There's no crying in baseball, but evidently there's crying in basketball, and that's perfectly fine. Perfect, it really is. I mean, you know, kid lost, cried, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I had all the games on yesterday during work. I had all my screens, TBS, TNT, CBS, True TV. Those are the four channels that carry the tournament. I had them all on. There were overtime games. There were upsets. Ohio State lost, all this stuff. And I didn't give two shits about any of it. I didn't care. I usually fill out a bunch of brackets. I... I fill out my all chalk bracket. I have I do like a fun bracket where I pick all of the underdog seeds just to see how it does. So I pick all the one seeds in one bracket and I, or, or you know all the top seeds, chalk, as they say. and then I go anti-chalk on my other bracket and then I have a bracket of who I want to win versus who I think will win and I have all these brackets. And uh, I just on on I don't know Wednesday or Thursday. I filled out one bracket, the the ESPN bracket challenge, tournament challenge. And uh, I filled that out in my, my ESPN account, and that was it. I just filled out one bracket. I said, I don't, I don't know. You know, Baylor and Gonzaga seems to be, from what little I've watched of college hoops this year, those are the teams. And then I said, oh, yeah, and Ohio State's really good, except, oh, they lost yesterday. So that's, that's it for them. So that's great. Uh, Purdue, who I always want to win and who always, 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 always loses. As Colin Cowherd used to call them, per not uh, But I always want them to win because that's where my grandparents, my grandparents both went to school there. My grandpa got his engineering degree, Purdue, Boilermakers. Their logo is a train. My grandpa loved trains. So yeah, go Purdue, go Boilermakers, and then they lose. Uh, so that's it. They're done. That's great. That's ne- neat. Uh, and I, I only know that from looking at the scores. I didn't watch a second of those games. I had them on in the background. I glanced at them. I saw there was oh wow, an overtime game. I don't care. And I don't know if it's like yeah. Am I really? Am I in like a? Am I in a state where? Am I in a depressed state where all the things that I love are just they're bringing me no feelings whatsoever? uh maybe but uh i don't know or is it like okay basketball i want i want to see a game i want to see stuff with with fans in the crowd i don't know cuz i'm like all the tv shows that i i'm not watching anything i try i sitting i sit down i try to watch some of my shows i'm still trying to get through the expanse which it took me it only has taken me f- 6 years to get through season 1 and i'm on season 2 episode 1 of season 2 I watch in five-minute increments because I, I'm bored out of my mind. I know it's a great show, but it's also a really boring show sometimes, too. Uh, trying to watch Servant Season 2. I love Season 1. Watched that back in the fall. And I don't care. The only thing that I've been watching as of late, really, in these last two months, is Seinfeld. Yeah, I thought I'd try a brand-new show that I... But that's, a, you know, I'm, I'm watching Seinfeld. I'm watching old wrestling videos... Both, of, both things I've seen a million times. But those are two things that I know for sure are going to make me happy. Seinfeld episodes that I have seen 5,000 times each still make me laugh out loud. I don't laugh out loud when I'm watching something funny. I'll put something funny on and I, I'll sit, If I, especially if I'm by myself. You know, you're with friends. You might you might laugh more than you would. Uh, I think a lot of us can just, you know, I can watch something and not laugh at it, Even if I think it's funny, I can just sit there. If I'm by myself, I won't laugh something really, really just exceptionally funny will make me laugh. Seinfeld. I know the jokes, There's even, but there's stuff that I forget. Watching George Costanza's reaction to his parents announcing that they're moving to Florida is one of the funniest things in the history of Seinfeld. And I really, in my old age, I really appreciate just how good Jason Alexander is. Because in the, back then, I just thought, like, Jason Alexander, he's probably like George in real life. Just like everybody. They just thought he was George. But that's how good he is. That's how good of an actor he is. That he just becomes George. And he's I, just unlike anybody else. It's just, I, I'll i never, as long as I live, understand. I have friends who hate Seinfeld. And I will never understand that. I get it. You don't like The Office. I, I, actually, I get that. I get it. And it's I didn't like The Office at first, and it's one of my favorite shows. I hated it at first because I compared it to The British Office, which is perfection. And I said, how can they, how can they even dare try to do this when there is a perfect version of this show that already exists? But, uh, but I, love, I love The American Office and The British Office. And I get it. If you don't like it, I get it. I get, you know, there's shows, not everything is for everybody. Uh, but Seinfeld, man, I just, I don't, I don't get it people, you know, they don't, they just don't like it. And that's just, yeah, that's just, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm watching this and just how brilliant it is and how many different things they are able to perfectly weave into the storylines in a 22 minute episode. And so many different things happening and how they all connect to each other. It's, and to do that, for so many episodes, for so many years, is unbelievable. And, 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 you know, I get people not liking Friends, because Friends is not a funny show. It's not a particularly good show. It's a show that they replay all the time, and it sucks. And I don't, you know, but I... I it was a. It's a '90s show. People watch it. It's a, It's like a '90s show, and then you watch it because it's, it's the Friends, and they, you know, they do some goofy stuff. So there's a few laughs here and there. There's no question about that. I. I had a, there was, I can think of a few things on that show that made me laugh. Literally, a few things, like three times that there was something funny on that show. So I get. Uh, yeah, I mean, but but. I, I, I don't know, man. Seinfeld. I don't know how you know. I just don't know how people don't like Seinfeld. I don't I don't understand. Nobody ever nobody ever says why. That's the weird thing. Like the most I've ever heard is like they don't like Seinfeld because all the characters are bad people. I'm like what are you talking about? They're not I mean they they're people. They, they 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 do some underhanded things from time to time, but they're not bad They're not evil. I don't what was there's there's a rule that every comedy has to have like the characters have to have all these redeeming qualities. People in life don't have redeeming qualities. I don't know. Maybe it just reminds me too much of me, and I have no redeeming qualities. Because the the, some of the shit that those guys do is the same shit that I do. I don't know. (coughs) Oh man. What what does that have to do with anything though? I have no idea. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I, I'm watching season seven of Seinfeld. The uh, the story arc with you know George and Susan getting engaged, and there's just so many, there's so many cl- just great episodes. But it's so funny. I've ne- you know I catch Seinfeld just when it's on TV, but now watching it going through chronologically is so funny because I haven't done that since it since the original run. So I've I forget when. Certain things happen in various seasons, and this and that. But oh my god, it's just it's so great. I uh, I I attempted to watch Happy Time Murders. Don't don't bother with that one. Oh my god, not you know people are like oh people don't think it, people just can't handle the gross out humor. No, I, I love any any kind of humor. That's the thing. It has to be humorous. Huh, it's funny. The puppet's jizzing everywhere. Huh, huh. Yeah, it was funny when they first showed the trailer for it, and then they literally showed. There's like three funny moments in that movie, and they showed them all in the trailer. So if you want to go on YouTube and watch like a two minute trailer for the Happy Time Murders, go for it. That's because that's that's it. It is a it is a chore. This is like this is like my new version of that that Adam that Adam Sandler movie. I can't even remember the name of it that I started watching three years ago, and I still haven't finished. And once, once a year, I will remember it, and I will watch ten minutes, and I remember why I didn't finish this movie because it's so boring and it's so bad. It's a ninety-minute movie. I may never finish it. What is it called? Is it called the week something? The week of the week? The worst week? Uh, the week? Uh, it's Adam Sandler, he lives in Long Island, he's like a blue-collar guy, and his kid's getting married, and the soon-to-be uh, father-in-law is Chris Rock, who's very well-to-do, and you know, some stuff happens, and it's not, it's, you know, like anything Adam Sandler has has produced in the last uh, 20 years, it's not good, it's not funny, Go, you know, you just put on Happy uh, Gilmore or Billy Madison or, I guess the Wedding Singer, uh, you know, and that that's enough. That's enough. Uh, but this this Happy Time Murders is the same thing. It's it's a ninety minute movie. I said, all right, I can, I can get even if it's bad. How bad could it be? I can get through this, and it's uh, there's there's no laughs to be had. There, there was one time at the beginning of the movie, uh, a a human steals a puppet's taxi, and the puppet just kind of has a funny voice. He's like,
0: "Hey, fuck you, fuck you,"
1: and I thought that was kind of funny. There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's some, I don't remember what it was. There was like two other things that kind of made me chuckle, like huh, yeah, and then the rest of it is just like oh. This movie has puppets doing gross things, huh? Yeah. It's it's as it's um it's not as bad as Sausage Party. That was another one that's just like these movies this is such an interesting premise. Like Sausage Party. You have a CG, it looks like a kid's movie, it looks like a Pixar, but it's not. It's R rated, mature subject matter and all this stuff. Same with The Happy Time murder. Oh, it's puppets. It's directed by by Brian Henson. Jim Henson's son. This is like Muppet. This is actual like... This is as close as you can get to The Muppets without being The Muppets. Similar to Avenue Q. Except Avenue Q was smart and funny and clever and really enjoyable. It's not a movie. It's a Broadway show. But it was great. Um, At least at the time. I don't know. Maybe I'd watch it now and think, eh, this kind of sucks. But that had puppets having sex and it was really funny same way that uh, that uh, that team America world police was that the name of it that was funny that's a funny you know raunchy <laughs> just completely irreverent the you know ridiculous situations but that was a fucking blast that movie it was great loved it. Um, didn't love it enough to watch it a second time, but I loved the, f- uh, I'll, I'll leave the memories as they are and remember how much I enjoyed it. Boy, this match is fantastic. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. This is a career making match for these two on AEW. My God. Oh, the thumbtacks and the blood. This is, uh, oh. anyway, uh, but yeah, happy time murders. It's, uh, it has the, the raunch and everything and it's just, you know, make it. Make it funny. If you're going to take a fun premise like that, I've actually, to be honest, I've actually enjoyed it as a detective story because there's nothing funny about it. So I'm just enjoying, like, okay, you know, what's the, who's committing these crimes? That's it. That's, I'm, I'm enjoying it as, like, I don't even, which is not good for them because I've, I'm forgetting that I'm actually watching a movie with puppets in it. Uh, it's a, so they, yeah, there's something, Something misfired. It had all the possibility, all the potential in the world to be a really funny movie, but yeah, you, know, you got to put you got to put in jokes. That's that's one of the key pieces. I know that I I have not made a movie, but I I've watched plenty of them, and I know that one of the key elements of a f- good comedy is jokes, things that will make an audience laugh. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm sure somebody's laughing at Happy Time Murders, but. It's uh, you know, it's sixth graders probably would love it. So, but and maybe that's who it was supposed to be for. It was supposed to be for kids who are like preteens, teen, early teenagers, who are like, "Hey, you guys, I got on my parents' Netflix account. Check out this movie. This puppet jizz all over the place." <laughs> Which could be a really funny. Again, that could be hilarious. It could be really funny. And his jizz is actually silly string. Like, that's, okay, that's funny. I loved it when I saw it in the preview. I thought, that's funny. And then in the actual scene, I just, I, I don't know. Again, maybe it's me. Maybe I am too depressed. I'm just not enjoying things. But I watched Sausage Party years ago because I thought, oh, this has, that's, the, I love this premise. It's a cartoon. It's a Pixar type movie. But it's not at all a Pixar movie. This could be just so good and so funny and so clever. And I don't know that i laughed at all during any of it it was just so bad and again people think like oh you didn't like it because you're offended by it no that's the shit that i love but i like when it's funny make it funny stupid so yeah anyway that's uh that Happy Time Murders is about the only other thing outside of Seinfeld and WWE. From the ni- stuff from the 90s. Yeah. Stuff, from, stuff from when I was perpetually happy when I was a teenager. I was perpetually happy. Uh, and that's the stuff that I watch to try and take me back to those times, I guess. To, to, to lift me up a little bit. Um, the other thing Kimmy and I have been watching is the real world... Reunion, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's, the, you know, the whole, on the on the Paramount Plus network. One of the 17 streaming networks you need to have if you want to watch anything now. Um, but it's good. I like, you know, it was the CBS thing. It's got the Star Treks, the Picard, and all those things. Those are good. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, 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 Real World. So it's the entire first season cast. Back in the same loft. Eric knees has COVID, so they talk to him on a video. He's locked up in a hotel on a video screen. So that's kind of stupid. But uh, yeah, it's been enjoyable. And and there's somehow, even though these people are in their 40s and 50s, they, uh, they still have... Becky is still... Ex- Becky is exactly the same as she was in 1992. Just had an entitled brat... Completely incapable of, of any level of self awareness or any ability to to uh, to listen and to empathize with other people. Just completely, just a stuck up bitch. Which is great. That uh, what would you want the real world to have? Like everybody show up and just be like mature and just hanging out and having a good time. No, it's, that's not the real world. The real world is is conflict and confronting issues and. And it's even better when these people are old enough that they should be beyond that point, and they're not. And so Becky packs her stuff, entitled piece of shit that she is. She packs her stuff and leaves because she gets called out for her racism. She's out of there. Goodbye. Everybody ganged up on me. It's not fair. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. That's, That's the real world, baby. Love it. Love it. I have it, so I guess there is some new TV that I've been watching. But again, it's new TV that's uh, just rebooting a show from the 90s. So it still has that 90s connection. Everything, is, everything I'm watching is some 90s connection. I'm enjoying Young Rock. It's not particularly funny, but it's good. I like it because it has the wrestling stuff in it. That's good. There's something else. I'll tell you, I, yeah, I, I, I forgot. There's something else I've been watching. And I can't remember anyway um, so I'm I'm done uh, next Friday March 26th my last day at my current job so that's good uh, last Friday I gave my notice uh, with nothing lined up officially um, and I just uh, I said that's it I'm done and I don't... Because that's what I do. I'm confident enough and I'm knowledgeable enough to know I have a, I have a pretty goddamn good resume. Uh, this isn't a year ago. If it was a year ago, I would not have taken such a risk because there was literally nothing happening a year ago at the beginning of this whole COVID thing. When everybody was, you know, it was a hiring freeze. We're not hiring anybody unless it's absolutely necessary were not, uh, you know, not doing anything, so there were there were there were really no jobs to be found last year at this time, really until the fall, I would say. And, uh, but now it's uh, stuff's picking up; it's starting to get get there. People are getting vaccinated. Kimmy's gonna get vaccinated on Monday. That's great. My parents, they're vaccinated. I think their second shot is maybe next weekend, and. A uh, lot of lot of family and friends who are in the above 60, 55 and up crowd are all getting or will soon be getting their, their first shot. And in many cases, their second shot is coming soon. So that's good. We're actually thinking, uh, yeah, we're going to do some stuff this summer. Not a ton. Not going to go crazy because it ain't over yet. But if we're all vaccinated, I think we can you know we can start to get out there, of course, after a year of not being out there i'm that's going to make it extra difficult to get out there for someone like me, but we'll get out there. I don't know what out there means uh I think we'll start with the family vacation and then uh, and then see what happens from there but uh yeah, so i so last Friday. At the end of the day, I, I called my boss, who's a who is actually a you know very very sweet person, uh, a very good person, and I, I just said, look, I'm sorry, I really am sorry, but uh, this ain't this ain't happening for me. So, and I actually gave three weeks' notice. I said I'll be done on April second, and she was very appreciative of that. Uh, but then HR, the head of HR is a is a is a bit of a cunt as i as i confirmed in my exit interview this week where she uh where she acted very cuntily in the exit interview um this is the person who privately messaged me on linkedin to tell me to update my linkedin profile like what oh is this oh you're you're in charge of hr and you're in charge of my linkedin profile is that is that in the purview of your job duties i didn't know that uh, so I'm definitely not gonna update it since you have now instructed me to do so in a private message outside of work hours. No, no thanks. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, so last week I, I gave my notice and I said that it's it's over. I'm gonna I'll give you three weeks so that way you have some a little bit of a runway since I'm I'm you know <laughs> since I just started and now I'm leaving. And that was that was very well received and much appreciated. And then I found out Monday uh 3 weeks not necessary you'll be done on the 26th. I said all right fine great that's okay cuz now that now that if I end it on the second that might that might not guarantee that I get a little bit of time off to to recharge ending next friday in 6 days from now that that does pretty much guarantee that I'm going to get at least a week where I don't have anything to do uh, so i so I gave my notice without anything lined up without, not even an interview lined up and uh, as of yesterday, I have an offer I have accepted it so I have something lined up uh you know I have tentatively accepted it <laughs> so we'll see everything's tentative with me uh but at least I have it I have an offer so that's nice because that's what uh that's 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 why I have the confidence to leave a job without anything lined up because I know that even if I'm unemployed for a couple weeks, even if it's for a month, it's not going to be much more than that. Uh, and things are things are really active out there. I spent I, I I updated my I updated my resume on monster.com. I haven't used monster.com in years. I don't even remember. I mean, I my last resume that was on there was from 2019, but that was just to just to have it updated. I think prior to that was maybe 2014. It's like every 5 years I think, "Oh yeah, monster," cuz I use Indeed. Like that's that's what you use. Indeed, I use LinkedIn to some degree and Glassdoor to some degree. I you know, I have email alerts. And also mostly I just I have some really good recruiters who are, who are really working hard for me. And I think, you know, between all this stuff, I'm good. But I thought, well, it's stupid to not update Monster. Even though I I feel, I I compare Monster to, like, the MySpace of job search engines. But maybe not. I thought maybe, I don't know, MySpace doesn't have commercials on TV. And I think Monster.com does. So, okay, uh, I'll go on to Monster.com and I'll update my resume. And I did, like, maybe Monday or Tuesday night. And the next day was non-stop phone calls non-stop phone calls uh, so we've got uh you know some uh, there's some potential other stuff happening i i say that's why i say i've tentatively accepted the <laughs> role uh you know pending a few other things uh, but nevertheless there's a, there's an offer on the table which is nice uh so i can i can officially I can officially head into my final week of a job that I didn't particularly like, knowing that I've got something around the corner. Uh, there's some other potential stuff, so we'll see. We'll see. There's lots going on, so it's all good. It's all good. Everything's good. Uh, we can we can officially you know put this behind us after after this week. But really, it's behind us. Even though I've got one week left, let's be honest. What's uh, you know what's another week? It's no big deal. So it's all good. And that's what you do, man. Sometimes you just fucking take a risk. I took a risk uh, in 2012, the only other time that I was this unhappy, and it was, yeah, same amount of time, it was about three months. that's That's about how much I guess I, I have in me. I have I have about three months uh, if something is just so bad that I you know that I can't sleep at night and that I can't even enjoy uh, a Saturday, let alone a, I know everybody everybody gets kind of bummed out on Sunday, you know. The Sunday scaries. Uh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's usually closer to the end of the day on Sunday, but still, it's yeah, it's kind of a bummer. But Saturday, there's nothing bad about. Nobody's unhappy on Saturday, and that's how you know when I when I get up on Saturday and it gets to about eleven o'clock and I'm already dreading Monday. Uh, that's that's not so great, and that's only happened one other time, and that was uh, that was in Florida. That was the Robert Half era, the very short-lived Robert Half era where the Be in sales for a short amount of time and recruiting and all that stuff, and it was just terrible. And I walked in, you know, I had the 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 weekly meeting with the boss, and I said, "Yeah, I think this is, I think this is enough. I am going to give you two weeks, and I am going to get out of here. I am literally going to get out of here. I am leaving. I am leaving this job. I am leaving this city. I am leaving the state of Florida, and uh, and headed up to North Carolina. And within, uh, I mean, and that was with a like a pretty slim resume at that point." In 2012, I'd only been in the, in the banking, the financial services industry four years, maybe. And I didn't have a great wealth of experience. But I said, I've got enough, and I'm going to go to a place that has a lot of opportunities. And again, I got hooked up with a great recruiter. Boom. Within, uh, within about three weeks of moving there with absolutely nothing, with no prospects, I was sitting at my desk at a, at, a, at what ended up being one of my one of if not my most favorite uh jobs that I've had. So, you know, that's the thing. It's uh it's nothing's permanent, right? You kind of just you you deal with it. You can complain about it and be angry about it, but you got to do something about it. And so I that's what I do. I do I complain because that's also what I do. I am a complainer. I am a I'm a career complainer. Even when things are great, I still manage. I always have something, something that annoys me, bothers me, makes me upset. Uh, I can't not. It'd be nice to be one of those people, I think. But then I look at those people, I'm like, they're so full of shit. These perpetual happy time, happy go lucky, everything's great, look on the bright side of things, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I, I can't do it I just I feel like because I feel like they're just they're putting me on man I, uh, maybe not maybe not what do I know what do I know about anything nothing that's what I know I know nothing uh, yeah so in 2012 packed up headed out and it worked out great and in 2021 I did the same thing although luckily it didn't require uh, relocating anywhere which is good. Uh, so now I, you know, can uh, can focus on other things. Uh, will this Will this upcoming thing last forever? Nope. It's a contract. Just by nature, it's not going to last forever. And uh, and also, if it's not so great, then uh, see ya. I'll be I'll be on with it. Anyway, but for now, I can I can at least uh, take a little exhale and say, all right. We're out with the old, and we've got something new lined up, and if the new thing doesn't work out so well, then that's fine too, and there'll be another new thing, and there's always going to be shit, there's always going to be stuff, so it's all good, uh, but this was a, this was a, boy oh boy, that was a tough start to the year, that was uh, unlike, unlike anything, Yeah. Um, so oh well, there we go, We're uh, we're out of here um what else do i want to talk to you about today on the birthday boy podcast episode 77 as i sit here on the couch which is why my voice sucks i mean my voice sucks because it's that's my voice but my voice i'm sure really sucks because uh uh, because i'm just lying on the couch and i'm very tired because i did trying to go to bed early i don't understand how i woke up early because if my body thinks that it's the three in the morning, I wake up at four in the morning, four thirty or whatever time I was four thirty. But if my body still thinks it's three thirty, shouldn't I have gotten up? And I, I, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm so tired. And can we please never change the clocks again? We set them ahead last week. Can we just leave them there, please? This is the stupid. This is one of the things that people, uh, you know, some other civilization from another planet we're going to be wiped out and uh, you know probably not that far from now to be honest probably probably in 100 years or so and they're going to come and they're going to look at all the things that we did and they're going to say well, uh, there's one of the many of the many perplexing <laughs> and inexplicable aspects of this once great society perhaps most complexing most perplexing is, the, is their annual tradition of changing time, literally changing the time, moving it back one hour, and then a few months later, setting it ahead one hour, rather than just leaving it in one spot. N- nobody's going to be able to explain that. It's the dumbest thing. We need to be done with it. We need to be done with the fucking clocks changing. Oh, anyway. So I'm I'm just exhausted. And I know I'm going to have a, I, I feel like there's going to be a midday nap. I don't want there to be cuz it's going to be the weather yesterday was cold. Monday was really cold and then it was rainy and now we're going to get a streak of like some 50, 60 some odd degree days. And I want to want to make the most of it, but I just have a feeling I'm going to be napping. If I nap, I'm I'm going to want to I'm not going to be able to do a podcast later, so while I have some some small level of energy. I'm trying to do a podcast now. Sitting here watching wrestling, watching the news, Boston twenty five news with Jason Brewer. Weekend meteor- meteorologist Jason Brewer. He's no Sheery Spear, but he's good. And uh yeah, they've got some they've got some good folks on these news channels. And they're good you know, you get to the bigger cities and you have much better looking people. Uh, you know. Charlotte had Charlotte had a mix of good-looking people, and then it was it was good-looking old people. Some of the veterans are like, oh, eh. they, they've seen better days, but they look good. I want to have, I know it's uh, it's superficial. I don't care. That's just how I am. I am superficial. I I hold people to a- aesthetic standards that I don't even have a chance, <laughs> don't even have a chance of achieving. <coughs> uh, but. But you know, let's be honest. You're watching. You're watching the news, people. I can't watch. And this is why I don't turn on the New Hampshire news ter- terribly often. I can't watch news programs where the people on the news are uglier than me. So I watch. I have to watch the Boston news channels because it's a bigger city. It's people who you know who are taking. And it's not just like oh, you know. You're you're born the way you're born. I, I, I don't care what you look like, but. You got some of these people on the news and I wonder are you even do you even spend time in makeup? Do you even have somebody doing your hair? You look you look like my neighbor going to get the newspaper in the morning, going to get their mail. You're in a news desk. There's lights and cameras and people are watching you. In in some cases lots of people are watching you. So I watch some of these New Hampshire news people and I'm like, "What are you? Who the hell? The guys, the girls, I'm just like, "Who's Who's dressing you? Where'd you get that suit? How much rouge does somebody need on their cheeks? What are you doing here? So I watched the other, I watched watched the Boston news channels because they, and maybe because like New Hampshire, New Hampshire has one news station, WMUR, the ABC affiliate out of Manchester and that's it. The NBC station is out of Boston. CBS is out of Boston. ABC, we have two ABC channels because we have WCVB out of Boston, and WMUR out of New Hampshire. So there's two ABC channels. The Fox, the NBC, and CBS is Boston. That's where the local... If you're watching the local Fox, CBS, or NBC channels in New Hampshire, you're watching them out of Boston. ABC, you can watch either the New Hampshire one or the the Boston one. Um, But yeah, and that WMUR, that's for the whole state. That's not just like southern New Hampshire and then up in the up in the north country they have no, that's the that's the whole state. You go to New York and you go up to like Plattsburgh they have their own news channel. You go down to Binghamton, they have their news. Rochester, Buffalo, Albany, they have New Hampshire. And yes, it's a much smaller state, but still, it's a tall state. I I can't imagine and I don't know and I think once you get really far north, I think you start getting like I don't know if it's Vermont, they get some Canadian channels up there. I, I don't even know. But I, uh, and speaking of that Plattsburgh, I was in Lake Placid on a vacation one time with the wife about 10 years ago, and we were watching the, the local news, and it was out of Plattsburgh. Up in Lake Placid, they, the local news was out of Plattsburgh. This jackass, not only did he not look like, he looked like some, some lazy bastard who just rolled out of bed and th- threw on a, a Kmart suit jacket that his dad handed down to him and went to the news station. That's probably like in somebody's garage. This guy, he was the meteorologist, and he couldn't pronounce the word temperatures. Kimmy and I, we still joke about this. He said "temperatures." He couldn't pronounce temperatures. I have a, I have a video of it somewhere. It was, it was before iPhones. It was 2011. Before, well, it was before I had an iPhone, anyways. Uh, so I had a, a handheld video camera, and it's on a. It's on a computer. It's on a, 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 a hard drive somewhere. I'd have to find it. This motherfucker kept talking about the temperature, and he couldn't pronounce it, and he kept saying temperature. Uh, this mush mouth, he could, couldn't even, like, you know, your lips need to part so that the sounds can come out of that so that other people can hear it. And you're on TV, probably making, like, $28,000 a year because it's Plattsburgh, but oh, my God, man. At least try to pronounce the word temperature if you're going to be a meteorologist. Uh, so, uh, the cold front's moving through, gonna bring temperatures into the teens. Oh, uh, temperatures on Tuesday, wind chill, 75, 75, 75. The temperature, temperature. So, Kimmy and I still joke. We'll be like, I'll say, hey, do you know what the temperature is gonna be tomorrow? And she'll say, yeah, the temperature is going to be 57. Oh, that's a nice temperature. Anyway, and he was, yeah, he was ugly too. I'm like, I can't trust this guy. Who knows what, who knows what the hell he's talking about? And I know it should, be the, it should be the reverse logic. The ugly people are the ones that you should trust. And, he, and you shouldn't trust good-looking people. And I don't even know if it's about trust. Actually, I don't think it has anything to do with trust. I think I just need to watch people who are better looking than me on the news. Because then I think, well, what standards does this news station have if they're hiring people who are uglier than me? And again, not even uglier per se, but care less than me about their appearance. These disheveled ragamuffins showing up in front of a a camera and a, a lighting rig to talk to me about what's going on in the world and in the country and in our state and in our cities and our towns. You're going to tell me what the weather is? You, you don't even know how to put your put, put your suit on tucking your shirt. Okay the, the shirts are all tucked in, but I don't know it's just I, I just't I can't, I can't do it I need I need better looking people than me on the news who care more about their appearance than me I, That's what I need on the news. And you got that Jason Brewer he's looking sharp man. he takes care of his weight. You know he's a, he's clearly in good shape. He's active. Shiri Spears, same thing. You know Gene Levanche's a veteran, but he's got that he's got that look, and the guys. Uh, you know he's a guy. He's a face I like to see on my news. I like to see Gene Levanche. I like Sarah Underwood. That's another one. She's clearly taking care of herself. I want people who are taking care. That's what I'm saying. It's not ugliness per se. It's how. How well are you taking care of yourself? Because if you can't take care of yourself, how can I trust you to take care of me? And to de- deliver me accurate information on news and world events and politics and sports and weather. Telling You're going to tell me what kind of jacket I'm supposed to be wearing and you didn't even comb your hair this morning? Uh-uh. You got a whole face full of rouge? You, you, look, like the, you look like the puppet from Mr. Rogers who had that merry-go-round. Lady Elaine Fairchild, no offense, but that's what you look like with that rouge. It's 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 too much. You have to be reasonable. You're on TV. You have to you have to care about your appearance. You have to really care. And some of these folks, they really care. And if you care about your appearance, you care about the professionalism. Then okay, maybe just maybe you care about uh, uh, delivering the hard hitting stories to the viewing public. Like me, if I saw if I saw myself on the news, I would say, uh-uh, a changey le channel, because this guy don't give a fuck about nothing, and I can't trust this dude. He's going to tell me the weather? This guy with his beard and his big hair and his, this guy, he's got, he's not even putting rouge on his cheeks, and he looks like he has rouge on his cheeks. Yeah, that's my complexion, all right, you fuck? Maybe that's it. I see these people putting this rouge and I, for somebody like me who has had naturally rosy cheeks his whole life, uh, uh, annoyingly so, um, not so much because I got the beard to cover it up, but like, uh, I, I look at some of these fuckers, uh, this, this is one, uh, yeah, clearly I'm, I'm referring to one person in particular and she's she's a lovely person. Very good at her job. She actually is very good at her job. She's one of the few on the New Hampshire thing that I will watch. But I think I get angry because I see like, Wow, you're putting all this rouge. You're naturally not a rouge and you're putting it on? I would I would love to put makeup on that would get rid of my rosy cheeks. And then you're you're trying to get rosy cheeks? You don't even you don't know anything. What do you know about anything? I'm not watching you. And she's good though. She's meteorologist. She's good. She's good. But it's too much rouge. And then the other guy with his suits—I don't know—and these guys are just, you know, as bad. That's why I didn't watch. When I lived in New York, I couldn't watch any of these guys on news. I watched this uh, this weather guy, Bob Kavachik, 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 uh, he was the weather man. And first of all, he always had a, just like Alex Trebek, he had a mustache, and that's what you trust. You trusted the mustache and then he shaved the thing off one day and I said well I can't trust this guy anymore he doesn't have the mustache that was his trademark and then he just gets he's every every year he's just getting fatter and fatter and then you look at the, like these guys some of these guys you're just like boy do they know they know they're supposed to be on TV taking care of themselves i know it's believe me and nobody knows better than i do how hard it is to not be fat but I also know that I'm not on the news, and if I was on the news, I'd be going to even greater lengths to make myself not be fat. Yeah, I know I'm not supposed to. This is, you know, I'm I'm shaming, but yeah, I, I guess I am. I guess I'm just I'm just body shaming. But you you're supposed to be a certain you know. There's a presentability, and. Uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that like fat people shouldn't be on TV because I, I don't care if you're fat and you're on TV. I care I care if you let yourself go. I care if you weren't and now you are and you're still on TV because it tells me that maybe you don't care as much as you used to. So how can I trust you? I don't give a shit if if, if the whole news team is fat people, that's fine. But if it's people who weren't and now they are and they're just getting kind of older, and they don't seem to care as much, the hair's not getting as much attention, the suit. Anyway, this is such a horrible. Everything I'm saying is horrible. I know, and that's karma. That's why. That's why I have these times where I'm so miserable at work, because I, I put it out in the world and then it comes. This this comment that I'm making now about about people who don't take care of themselves being on the news channels. It's gonna come back to me. And I'm gonna, uh, in some way, in some way, shape or form, as I continue to struggle endlessly with my own weight, <laughs> and I'm talking about other people's weight. What a fucking hypocrite! Ah, I'm just a, just a sack of shit. I'm just a scoundrel, scoundrel. All right, let me try to phrase this. I, what I just said was, people who let themselves go who clearly don't care too much about their physical appearance and are on uh, working in an industry on a medium where that's all that's what we're seeing we're seeing your physical appearance and when we see you're letting your physical appearance go uh, your hair is not as nice as it used to be it's just kind of there now you've, you've it's just feels like you've checked out the suits aren't as sharp you know you're you're filling out you're filling out the, the waistline a little bit more. Uh, I can't. I can't have that. I can't have that because it's because it's too much. I, I don't want. I don't want to see me on the news. So people who are letting who've let themselves go, who don't give a shit about their appearance, who don't give a shit about their clothes and their weight. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to see my. I don't want to look at the news and see a mirror. I want to look at the news and see ah, it's cutting edge. These are sharp people keeping themselves t- together, well taken care of, well-groomed. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm very tired. I'm very tired. I do this. I get up. It's barely 9 o'clock. I've already been up for like f- for close to five hours. It's close to five hours. Oh, it's mid-afternoon for me, and it's 9.03. 9.03 is the time. For those of you wondering as I'm recording this, this was just one note that I had. I can't watch news people who are uglier than me build on this. That's what I wrote to myself. Yeah, that was, that was maybe the worst advice I've given or received. And uh, what's worse is that I also took that advice. That poor advice that I gave, I took it and ran with it. Uh, this, you know, it's not all going to be home runs, ladies and gentlemen. I think with anything we've learned on this podcast in the last few months, they're not all home runs. You know, I can't, uh, I can't reinvent the wheel. Not only can I not reinvent the wheel, I can barely, I, I can barely uh, roll on on one. I, I don't even know. I don't know what I'm saying. By the way, that reinvent the wheel isn't that like such a. F- and so I've had interviews and people, not just interviews, but at my current job that I'm about to leave and you hear this in business and you hear this at work and when, they, when you have a task to do or a project to do and people say like, hey, listen, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. But the thing is, whenever somebody says that, then all of the words that follow indicate that they are absolutely trying to reinvent the wheel. And the pressure is on you to now help them get to that brand new the thing that's going to be better than the wheel. That's what, you, that's what everybody wants. And you can tell that they want that because they say, hey, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. <laughs> Having said that, I need you to reinvent the wheel. Oh, okay. But that's such a funny... You, you talk, about the, talk about the guy who first invented the wheel. Like that caveman who first came up with the wheel. You go back to the caveman days. The guy worked. I, I, I picture just this like you know somewhere on a, on a on a hillside or a cliff somewhere, just these cavemen just just hammering away, chomping away, and you know like one guy's got a like a triangle type thing. One guy, one guy has like a trapezoid, square, and they're all like ah, it's so close you're so close, we're, all, we're this the square is close, we're, I can feel it, we're getting there, we need to get, keep pushing, you know, we need, you know, I know, I know you guys are, you know, you don't have a lot of bandwidth beyond to keep working on this, but I need, you know, we need uh, We're gonna, long nights, we're going to have 80 hour weeks, we got to get this thing cranked out, this triangle's close, the trapezoid, ah, maybe, you guys see this guy's got a rhombus, you know, it's we, we tried it out on some of our little carts to get the, you know, to carry our, uh, to, car- <laughs> to carry our b- buffalo c- carcass down the mountain and our f- fur pelts to our wives, uh, but we gotta we gotta do better than a triangle. The triangle's just uh, it's it's almost there, but it's it's just that's not what we need. And then finally, this guy's like, hey, uh, hey boss, I uh, I got something here. It's a it's a circle. So there's actually there's no corners, it's just round from start to finish, and I, I think I, I tried it out. I, I did. A, I ran a few tests. I put this through. Uh, I put this through user acceptance. I put this through UAT. <laughs> uh, and it seems to be. It seems to be passing all the tests. We put put a couple of test scripts together, and uh, this this round wheel thing. Man, oh man, I those those pelts just that was a breeze, wheeling those pelts down the mountain and the the bear. Uh, innards and so forth, the things that we need for our caveman survival. Fish who transported fish from the lake <laughs> back to the campsite uh, with the wheel uh, cart thing. Man, that was just my back's never felt better. My feet, everything's pretty good. And, you know, takes the circle of his boss. And then the boss is like, the boss chews him out. He's like, a wheel? That's ridiculous. There aren't even corners, there's not sides. It's it's gonna go too fast. People are gonna get hurt. You know, your wheel's gonna run over your foot. You break your foot. Uh, that's no good, Jenkins. It's no good. And then I can imagine, because this is how the world works today, that probably the boss then took the wheel, bought it, brought it to his boss, and uh, and then the, that boss is like, ah, oh, ah, oh, Jenkins, this is this is it. The wheel. This is the thing. Who came up with this wheel? Uh, I did, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It definitely wasn't Grok. It wasn't Blork. That's for sure. It was me. It was old Jenkins. Oh. and that's uh, and that's why you're sitting in the big boulder, Jenkins, because you invented the wheel. And then, can you imagine, like everybody trying to, you know, once the guy at that, uh, once the caveman at that caveman company comes up with the wheel, it's like, what else? Anybody? Uh, so who's gonna top old Jenkins here? I see we got an oval. That's not quite... There's a rectangle. That that ain't gonna do shit. It's the wheel, baby. Yeah. I- I'm sure there was all kinds of political BS when the wheel was invented. I'm sure... So- I'm sure the guy who invented it didn't get the credit with the rest of the cave people. I'm sure his boss did. I'm sure some... or somebody else, some, uh, a rival, a competitor... From a rival cave group, Uh, took it, stole it, got all the credit. Oh yeah, reinventing the wheel. It's just one of those sayings. It uh, it does make perfect when somebody says that. It does it does perfectly illustrate exactly what is meant. You can't perfect you don't reinvent the wheel. Okay, yeah, the wheel's pretty damn good. Millions of years. Or however the hell long it's been. How long's the wheel been around? Millions of years? I don't know. Billions? Did the, the dinosaur the T Rex? Wouldn't that be funny if the T Rex was the guy who invented the wheel? And gets all this credit for having this little pea brain did nothing. But he just kinda with those with those little tiny arms and those little hands had nothing else to do. Couldn't really reach down and do stuff, so he he created like this whole Rube Goldberg. Kind of thing that started with a wheel that he would turn and it would, you know, and then it would send like a, you know, some other kind of like a stone down the side of the thing. And it would hit a boot, you know, because there would be, you know, maybe dinosaurs had boots and it would kick a a bowling ball into a pan. I mean, bad example. There's no bowling ball. And maybe there, maybe there was, maybe the dinosaurs had all this stuff. They didn't, but maybe. Oh, my God. This is what exhaustion does, so yeah, but you can't perfect it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh oh thank God, you don't want me to reinvent the wheel. Oh well, that's a relief because I'll tell you what I was up all night racking my brain. all I came up with was the same circle like the people the people who followed the wheel like in the in the immediate aftermath of the invention of the wheel, you know that first meeting, the first time somebody in the cave days said like hey listen we don't we don't want to reinvent the wheel don't reinvent the wheel oh, oh thank god i was up all night i was racking my brain all i came up with was the wheel again at best i came up with an oval or maybe a couple of wheels put together like some kind of uh some kind of tank that can drive over rocks and dunes people's houses but i never got better than the circle but yeah, as I said, the only problem is uh, when somebody does say this in a, in a work setting today, they say I don't. We don't. We're not going to. We're going to implement this new thing. We don't want to reinvent the wheel, though. Which is, like I said, that's code for we absolutely want to reinvent the wheel. We expect you to do it, and uh, it's it's all your fault if it doesn't get reinvented. So yeah. So just to replace the current situation with something flawless that's never been done before, we'll re- revolutionize the industry, will maximize profits in a way that's never been seen before. Also, do it for free. You have three weeks to so get out of my office. That's, that's, what, uh, that's what people really mean when they say, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. But you have to. And you have 24 hours. Now get out of here. You prick. Oh, man. Uh, let's see what else I'm, I'm scrolling through. You know, I, I want to go back to a second here. Uh, the news thing, uh, I don't want to, I like, I don't like to watch a news program where the people on the news are clear, uh, clearly uh, appear to care even less than I do about their physical appearance. So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the roster here. I actually, I actually went to the, uh, WNYT.com. To so look at the news team, the anchors, some of these folks, because it's been eleven years since I've lived in New York, so I don't know a lot of these people. I haven't watched this this thing in years. Some of them are the same people who were there when I was a kid, and some of them are kids themselves. It would appear. Uh, okay, I'm scrolling through. Great, fine. These people, you know, these people are putting some some pride in their appearance. Uh, Elaine Houston, veteran, looks great. The hair, the clothes, everything looks great. This is somebody who she looks the same. I, I feel like she's been on this program for quite some time. She was definitely there when I was when I was living there, and she's clearly somebody who who cares about her appearance. There you go. Let's see, Mark Mulholland. I I kind of remember him. I remember the name. Looks the same to me. Doesn't appear to have uh, you know packed on any pounds. Seems to have kept the same sort of figure. Great, that's what you want. Uh, Then you got another, I I won't, (laughs) you got this one who was definitely around when I was a little kid, and she has the hairstyle to show that she was around when I was a little kid. Like, that's the thing, like, have you looked in a magazine? Have you seen that nobody, this is a hairstyle, like, this is, like, Tanya Harding had this hairstyle in 1994. And you're on the news in 2021. Have you looked at, not even a magazine. Have you just have you looked out your window? Have you looked to your left or your right at the news desk and seen these other people who are pictured above you? Like what? Are you, what, are, what are you doing? Uh, but I remember her hair uh, when I when I lived in New York, and it was it was uh, dreadful. Uh, here's a guy, Neil Estano. I feel like this guy was. I feel like he was on CBS when I was a kid. You know, he's gotten older, getting older. You can't help, but he still looks good. He looks like he's still about the same. I think the same shape and size. Ah, and here's old Bob Kovacic. Kovacic. I mean he's I don't know, I don't I mean I guess he was never like a skinny guy. But he's just I don't know. I, mean, I guess he looks alright. He just he just seems to not give a shit quite as much as maybe he once did. These people go Alright, now here's a guy, Roger Weiland, Big Board of Sports. To me, this dude, other than he's got more grey hair, the hair looks good, he's got the coff, he's got the nice tie, the nice suit jacket. Seems to seems to care. Uh yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. I can trust you, Roger Wyland. I can trust you at your big budge sports with Roger Weiland coming at you two for Tuesday. I mean I mean come out. I mean who's I mean, Ohio State knocked out of the NCAA tournament. I, I, mean, I mean, come out. I mean, I mean, what's going on? I mean, what's going on with that? I mean, I mean come out. These hot takes and more every Monday at 2 with Roger Wyland on Big Board Sports. Roger Weiland looks good, man, in this picture. That's a guy who looks about the same. I feel it. Yeah. Roger Wyland joined News Channel 13 in August of 1986. I was six years old when this guy started. He also hosts Big Board Radio Sports Talk weekdays from 10 a.m. to noon. Okay, there you go. On the team, 104.5, the team. He's a play-by-play announcer for UAlbany football and basketball. Yeah, I mean, ooh, he was prior to, He was the sports director at WA, WTAJ Altoona, Pennsylvania. He anchored sports weekdays. He's, 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 look, at him. he's Roger Weiland. He's a legend. He's a legend. He's got hot takes, you know. I, I, Terrell Owens, I mean, what, uh, what's going on with Terrell Owens? I, I, I mean, I mean, come on. These takes, these hot takes and more every weekday from 10 a.m. to noon on WTMM 104.5, The Team. <laughs> Big Board Sports coming at you with Roger Violet. I could email him. I could just email him directly. Maybe I should send these, maybe I should send my... Impersonations. I bet he would love that. I bet he would really get a kick out of that. Hey, Roger, big fan. Uh, here's me doing you on Big Board Sports. You're uh, the bumpers that used to play. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the commercials that used to play. Coming up, <laughs> Roger Wynne. Uh, hot take. Um, I don't know. I should try to listen to it. I, I, I'll... I'll I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's great. The guy's been around. He's an institution in that area. He's a legend. But the guy, the guys, kept himself together. You know, he was never like a. He was. I don't. I don't ever recall him being like a skinny guy. But he's not a big fat guy. You know, he's he's a he's a he's. He's like me. He's, he's hefty. He's he's a little husky. But he's always been that way. He's consistency. Consistency. Either. You look better or at very least the same as you did thirty years ago. Yes, we all age, but you've kept yourself you've done what it takes to keep yourself looking the way that you did when you first broke into this business, or the best that you've looked when you were in this business. And you got the you got the weather guy, you got the Kovaček guy who's just, you know, he's just a he's a big puff. And that's fine, but Jesus, man, you you didn't used to be. So do you really give a shit? And by the way, and this guy too, I, I've I've never really particularly liked the guy. He seems like an asshole. And this was kind of confirmed to me once. The the summer that I worked at Stewart's, uh, just just months prior to the La Poopy, uh, my my final exit, my final farewell, my curtain call with Stewart's. But prior to that, I was a young, fresh, bright-eyed college kid looking to... Make a dent in the world, and I started by pumping gas and scooping ice cream at Stewart's, uh, not simultaneously, contrary to popular belief, but anyway, uh, one of the girls that I worked with she had just graduated from college as well, and she uh, she was a lifeguard at the i want to say Saratoga Country Club, some country club or some you know and I, I believe the Saratoga Saratoga Country Club, Saratoga National, one of those fucking stupid things. And she would tell me that that uh, 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 Bob Kavachik, the NBC thirteen news anchor, uh, weatherman, the meteorologist, was a member of that country club, and she'd see him around the pool all the time. And she said he was a big asshole, and he treated the staff poorly. Uh, I don't know that she ever had, I, th- I think she had, like, maybe one interaction with him, and he was not pleasant, but, yeah, you know, whatever, but I guess he was a real dick to the staff. And uh, so, I already don't like him, and then on top of that, the fact that he just, he seems to just really, you know, I think he's been phoning it in for years, probably, As you can see, he's just, you know, he's letting himself get fatter, not really trying to keep himself in anything that resembles a consistent shape that he's been in, for you know, years ago, and uh, and these other guys, I'm scrolling through, Roger Weiland looks good, that's a guy, he's aged well, like a fine wine, Roger Weiland is a, he's a fine Merlot, <laughs> he's a fine Pinot Noir, uh, you know, he's looking okay, he's looking good, he's got the, you know, he's got big board sports going on, he's got the nice coif. These other people look good. They've got nice hair. They've got nice clothes, new clothes. Bob Kavacic is, uh, you know, nineteen eighty eight. Roger Wyland's been there longer than Kavacic. That's crazy. And I'll bet you Wyland's. I'll bet you Roger Wyland's a nice guy. He seems like a nice guy. This Kavacic seems like a prick. Anyway, he's responsible for preparing and delivering daily weather forecasts for the five five thirty and six p.m. newscasts. Man, he doesn't even have to do the 11 o'clock. He just gets to do the dinner time, you know, so he's not up at the crack of dawn. He doesn't have to be up super late. Uh, What else? He frequently speaks to organizations two days per week, visiting youngsters at area schools and discussing intricacies of media. Okay, all right. Well, good for him. Anyway, I heard he's a prick. He lives in Clifton Park. His hobbies include bowling, tennis, and softball. Tennis? This dude ain't playing no tennis. I'm sorry. Tennis. I would like to see that. Anyway. How long has this Neil Astano been around? This is interesting to me. This is a very good podcast. There's no biography at all for Neil Astano. I know that name. He's been around for a long time. He's got. He's got nothing there. Uh... My God. Well, isn't that nice? A- anyway. Yeah, okay. All right, that's quite the team. But I, uh, you know, I got to have people on my news broadcasts that I'm watching that are taking better care of themselves than I am. That's how I know. Okay. And it's I know that's a pretty low bar, first of all. But that's also... Uh, that's a pretty big statement. That's a low bar. You, My only... My only prerequisite is that you take better care of yourself than I do. And when I turn on the news, and that's not evident. That is not blatantly punch you in the face obvious that you are taking better care of yourselves than I am. Now, how can I watch you? How can I trust you? How can I trust you, Bob Kavatchik? You've just let yourself go over the years. Roger Weiland hasn't. Looks the same. He has gray hair. That's the difference. But he still has those golden pipes. Roger Weiland. Big board sports coming at you. I mean, Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay, and wins another Super Bowl with a team that hasn't even been in the playoffs since 2007. I I, I mean, come on!
0: I mean, come on! What's what's up with that? I mean, come
1: on! These hot takes and more every weekday, ten to twelve. Big board sports with Roger Wyland, WBLA, one hundred four to five. Oh, I trust you, Roger Weiland. I trust you. Uh, what else? Water guns in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, okay, okay, all right. And then this is going to be it. Rest in peace, Noakes. Oh, God, that was two months ago. Mr. Noakes died. I'll talk about that for a second. Mr. Noakes, he taught uh, what was at the time known as keyboarding. There was, there was a typing class, but there was a keyboarding class in my school, in my high school, at Burnhill's Hills, Boston Lake Senior High School. And this was, I, w- I think I was in the last group, certainly one of the last groups that learned to type, and I, I knew how to type pretty well prior to that, but I wanted to perfect my skills, be able to type at a, at a rapid pace. I learned to type uh, on... An actual typewriter. So Mister Noakes would play these like he would have the he would have the metronome going, and he would play these like, dun 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 You know that one, and you'd have to type. There was like a certain cadence you'd have to type, and you had to get you know there was a different. He would write a sentence on the chalkboard, or he would put some, you know different sentences. And you had to write or a paragraph, and you had to write it, no mistakes, no errors, and you had uh, thirty seconds to to write a, something. And he would he would put the time so that way you could like <tries> as you're typing along, and everybody's typing on keyboards, so clickety clack and like, bing, and you had to you had to hit the return. To go to go back to the next line, and you know, you had to feed your paper through. It was just, you know, very old school, which I thought was cool. It was electronic typewriters. I learned that's how I learned as a kid because my dad, we would type my elementary school papers on a typewriter until uh, maybe 1988. I want to say is when we got the Apple IIgs GS and a dot matrix printer, and uh, and then I could then I could type my stuff on a word processor, which was nice. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Noakes was one of my all-time favorites. Just a, f- just a great guy. A funny guy. Inappropriately funny. I don't remember the joke itself, but the punchline was, like, four different racist things combined into one. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know. But he was a, he was a sweetheart of a guy, and we would make up stories about Noakes because he was also a bit of a badass, like legit. He was in the service. This guy, he would tell us that he he got out of the service. Uh, I don't know if he was in the army. I, I don't know, but he walked into some store and he bought a keyboard and just taught himself to type. And then he just like he just walked into the high school one day and he was like, "Hey, you guys have a you have a typing program here? No." Great! I'm hired. I'm your typing teacher. And they said, "Okay, Mr. Noakes, when can you start?" Ten minutes ago, you fuck. And he beat the shit out of the entire office staff. Went upstairs, took the nicest office in the building. Belonged to the principal. He kicked him out. He said, "Get out of here, nerd! This is my office now. I'm Noakes." Uh, no, we would. Those are the kind of the stories we would make up. And then I made two movies in French class called Noakes One and the aptly titled sequel, Noakes 2. was a project. You had to make a movie that was all in French, and we made a movie, and I played Noakes, and I just went around uh, beating people up and running people over with my car and getting into a fight in the dirt pile and uh, smoking cigars, beating up a gas station attendant, you know, just being Noakes. And I even we even filmed it in Noakes' classroom. Part of it, I filmed at, at Mr. Noakes' desk. I played Noakes, and, uh, you know, I'm, in French I was saying, I'm, my name's Noakes, I love the weekend, and I hate school, and I hate students. And then Keith burst into the room, Mr. Noakes, Mr. Noakes, I'm having a problem with my homework. And I turned around and I said, shut up, get out of here. And then the bell rang, and I, and I said, oh, finally, the weekend. And I beat up Shimo. Noakes beat up Shimo in the hallway. And then I got in my car. And I slammed my car. Shimo was getting into his car. And I got into my car. And I slammed, I slammed my car in the back of Shimo's car. My Buick Skylark, I slammed into Joe's Buick Regal playing Noakes. Uh, and then we made a sequel with, with more of the same hijinks. Only I started out, I ran uh, uh, Garrett Drapple, Gaston Gigatron. I ran him off the road and then set him on fire. And uh, that was Noakes too. Anyways, and even uh, Keith and I made a video. It was uh, it was for AP History. I'm not sure it was supposed to be like. Uh, I, I think we were doing like the the whole like um, muckraking Upton Sinclair, all that all that shit. And uh, we did a fake. Uh, it was like Noakes Food Company or Noakes Noakes Corp or something like that. And they were putting uh, they were putting. I think they were vomiting into the food that was going out to the public, and we had uncovered this in our, our, with our journalism skills. But we finally, we actually got the real Mr. Noakes uh, to try to interview him. Mr. Noakes, Mr. Noakes, tell us what's going on with your food product. And he just, he ad-libbed, and he's like, he goes, it's a secret, I can't tell you. And he was just super shady. <laughs> it was so great. Noakes, man, that guy was a legend, he was great, we'd draw inappropriate things of Noakes uh, murdering people, and, uh, he was, we, I, I, he retired before I did Noakes 2, so he never got to see Noakes 2, but I was able to show, I was able to provide him with a private screening of Noakes 1, and he loved it, he was cracking up the whole time, me playing Noakes, just going, driving around, killing people, uh, Running them over with the car, getting to fights, he he adored it. He was so great. And one time, he took somebody out into the hall who was being very disruptive in class, and was repeatedly told to you know stop being an asshole. And finally, took her out into the hall, and I, she was uh, she was pretty mouthy, and she was mouthing off to Noakes. And then he just heard at the top of his lungs, he just said, "Get
0: the fuck out of here!" <laughs>
1: we all just we were all just clickety clack click tick 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 typing away in our uh, in our in our uh, uh, keyboarding class and then heard uh, just heard get the
0: fuck out of here
1: and everybody stopped just went silent but that that song was still playing <laughs> and then you could just hear yeah.
0: Get the fuck out!
1: <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it was just silence except for that song playing. <laughs> oh, man. But he was uh, he was really a good dude. Um, yeah, it was Noakes. He had no formal education, bought a typewriter, learned to use it, went to the school and just said, I work here now. And they said, okay, what would you like to be paid, sir? When can you start, sir? Which office would you like, sir? And that was it. And he had a long career. He retired. Noakes retired in, it was just before we made Noakes 2. It was my senior, I want to say January of 1998. He didn't even, that's such a Noakes thing to do. Instead of waiting to the end of the school year and then just retiring in June, he said, nah, fuck this. I'm going to be done halfway during the school year. I'm out of here. January, baby. I'm done. And uh, so he never got to see Noakes two. If he was, if he had taught through the end of the year, we definitely would have screened Noakes two for him. But that's pretty good. I think he was in his late eighties, close to. He was close to ninety. But that dude got a good twenty-three years of retirement. That's not bad. It's not bad. Um, yeah, you know, he had a good run, Mister Noakes. Art Noakes will be missed. I, uh, you know, I'm glad. I just kind of assumed the guy died a long time ago, so I was I was pleasantly surprised to see that he made it this far. Uh, so that was good. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, water guns at the. We were reliving this memory of. Uh, I'm jumping all over the place here. It's almost ten o'clock. The day feels it feels like it's four o'clock. I don't know. I've so just been up now for six hours. It's I'm so tired. So, so very tired. Uh, we were reminiscing, with the, we were telling the kids about this ridiculous, I mean, Kimmy and I were in our 20s. We were in our, I was probably, yeah, early to mid-20s. It was, I want to say maybe it was 2003, 2004, somewhere in there, 2005, I don't know. And uh, we were at her parents' house, and Kimmy and I, and my father-in-law, now father-in-law, but not father-in-law at the time, but we were, it was a nice summer's evening, and the neighbors next door, we were, we were hanging out outside and shooting each other. The three of us, for some reason, we were shooting each other with water guns. It's just very random. I don't, I don't know how it all started, but we were out there shooting each other with water guns. And then we noticed that the next next door neighbor's windows were open. And we heard the, the mother, because the cat peanuts had escaped. So we, we heard the, the mom and the like eight kids were like Peanuts!
0: Peanuts! Where are you? Peanuts! Here kitty kitty! Peanuts, where are you?
1: And uh so I remember I remember standing underneath the window going, Meow,
0: Meow, <laughs> Peanuts!
1: and then then like an idiot running over and hiding in the bushes
0: peanuts i hear you where are you my baby peanuts
1: and so and we still had these water guns so then all three of us my father-in-law included he probably was the one who started it we started shooting super soakers like into the window The kit the window the kitchen window was open, so we just started like shooting shooting super soakers through the window. And then a few minutes later, the mom comes back and I hear
0: peanuts! Peanuts!
1: Actually, no, it was this time it was one of the kids.
0: Peanuts.
1: And then and then we heard one of the kids whining in the kitchen, like
0: (laughs) Oh my god! It's water! On the floor, there's water everywhere and then the mom like what are you talking about, water coming, in, oh my god this kitchen floor is soaked what happened
1: <laughs> get a towel and then they left to go get a towel and you can just hear and then I just started going
0: meow, meow. <laughs> what a fucking asshole peanuts <laughs> Meow, meow. just get the towel and clean the water. So they
1: came and they cleaned up the water, and then they left. Peanuts, peanuts. And then we, and then we squirted. <laughs> and then we squirted more water into the kitchen, and then they came back.
0: Oh, what the hell? There's
1: water all over the floor again.
0: What there's a leak. The pipes must be leaking or something. What's going on here? Peanuts, where are you? Meow, meow. What the hell?
1: And then, uh, yeah, I don't know if they ever found peanuts. But then I, then I think I was outside. I feel like, because again, I'm like 23 years old, so I'm, I'm, really at the height of my assholeness. And so I was outside. I was, I was going,
0: Meow. peanuts, Meow. peanuts.
1: And then we squirt a little water into the window.
0: Oh, what the hell? The kitchen floor is wet again. What's going on here?
1: Oh, my God. And there's no real ending to that story. I think we just, then we just got tired. We got bored doing that. We went back inside. And that was it. But, yeah, my future wife, my future father-in-law, and I had super soakers. And squirting water into these, this nice, lovely family who lived next door. They were very sweet, (laughs) sweet, nice people. Um, they're just a little, you know, a little wacky. A little wacky. And, uh, yeah, so we thought, hey, this will be fun. We'll pretend to be the cat that they can't find. And then when they're running around looking for Peanuts, <clears throat> Peanuts the cat will uh, we'll we'll squirt water into their kitchen and get it all over their countertops and their floor.
0: There's water everywhere. What the hell?
1: Oh man! All right, that's it. That's it for today. It's not even ten o'clock. I, this is definitely the earliest I've ever done a podcast. There's no question about that. Ah, oh, so now I've got ton, now I've got the whole day ahead of me for napping. I am so goddamn tired, but it's gonna be Alexa. What's the wind chill? Tell me. Currently, yeah. The
0: wind chill is thirty-two degrees.
1: Thirty-two. Today, expected to feel like fifty-nine degrees. It'll feel like fifty-nine. I mean, I'll tell you what. If it's going to feel like fifty-nine, there's, what's to stop it from feeling like sixty? Are there ever days where it gets to fifty-nine and doesn't? It just stops right at fifty-nine. I can't imagine it's not going to get to sixty. I can't sleep through that. That's what I've been waiting for. Florida ruined summer for me, and the last two months have ruined winter for me. And I, I'm ready for the sixty-something. Usually. This is no joke. The last six years, the last six winters, I am ready. I am not ready for spring. I am not ready for summer. I'm, I want a, another big blast of snow, and now I am like I am ready for spring because I I had my streak of sixty plus days where I got my ten thousand steps. That came to an end because I just I couldn't after two months of going out with my uh, balaclava and my gloves. And my hat, and my coat, and my hoodie, and my 12 layers, and my boots, and my long johns, and my jeans. You know, looking like Randy from Christmas Story every time I wanted to go get my 10,000 steps. That got real, you know, after doing that throughout all of November, December, January, February, it was enough. But I'm ready to go out for walks. I just want to put, I want to put my goddamn shorts on, maybe a long sleeve tee some sneakers, and a baseball cap, and that's it, that's what I want to wear, I'm tired of this coat bullshit, so I want to get out there and get some fresh air and have a walk, so man, if it's going to be 60, even if it's only going to get to 59, fantastic, I'll take it, (sighs) but uh, yeah, that's it, that's it for the podcast this week, Uh, you know, I'm sure I have more to talk about, but I've, I've said enough, I really have, I've said way more than needs to be said, this is probably an hour and a half worth of stuff, so let's just be done here, what do you say, alright, sounds good, what's on TV now, I, I was going to say something, oh, okay, Seinfeld's over, I was just watching Seinfeld on TBS, that's how great, that's how great, it's just Seinfeld, yeah, how do you not like Seinfeld, I don't know, but people are able to not like Seinfeld, this will, this will perplex me Until the end of time Because nobody can ever give you a good reason I don't think they're very nice people What the hell does that have to do with anything? It's Seinfeld They're funny They're still lovable characters They're hilarious What reason? You don't like the writing? The, the, the clever intricacies of the story The plot And how it all ties in at the end it all calls back to one another in all ways that you don't even see coming? Such a fucking... All right, all right. It's all good. It's all good. I get it. I respect your decision. I don't respect you for not liking Seinfeld, but I respect your decision. (laughs) No, it's all good. It's all good. You like what you like, right? You like what you like. You don't like what you don't like. It's okay. Hey, by the way, what's this um this uh the Winter Soldier? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I you know, WandaVision didn't do it for me at all. Uh so I'm I'm not so certain this is gonna do anything for me either. I'm just not a I'm just not a fan of the MCU. That's that's what I've known for quite some time. Now, if they made a Ragnarok series and let uh Taiko Watiti. Have something to do with this, and you've got you know maybe it's Thor, and the uh, not even Thor, not even, and certainly I hate the Hulk. Nobody needs the Hulk. How the Incredible Hulk is a popular character is just beyond me. I think even when I was a kid, I would watch the Incredible Hulk on Saturday mornings, and I hated it. That's I would get bummed out because like all the good cartoons were over. I liked Spider Man, and you know Smurfs and Chipmunks, all the all the good set, Punky Brewster cartoon, all the all the cool shows. And then uh, the Incredible Hulk, the Lou Ferrigno Incredible Hulk would be on. And I'm like, this is so stupid. It's dumb that he's green. It's dumb that he's a big Hulk. Like, everything about it is dumb. And I don't like it. And it's stupid. So that was the only thing I didn't like about the uh, Thor Ragnarok was that Hulk was in it. Because I fucking hate Incredible Hulk. I've never watched those movies. I never will. Anything that's, that's solely Incredible Hulk, no fucking way. Not the old ones, not the newer ones, not any of them. Uh, so, but but boy, if they did a Ragnarok show, just just Jeff Goldblum, just give me Jeff Goldblum and some supporting characters in in in, in that uh, whatever, whatever that planet was, wherever the hell they were, I don't know. Uh, that's what I want. Was that Ragnarok? I guess maybe it was. I mean, that would make sense, right? That's the name of the movie, and they spent like ninety percent of the time there. Ah, who knows who cares? Great movie. that's what they should make into a show because that's the only that's the only decent one of the, that whole all, all fifty seven thousand of those Marvel movies that bored me to tears, and that was the only one that I just truly enjoyed anyway and and everything should be made for me, so come on, make the Ragnarok show. Let's do this. Winter Soldier. I, who the hell is even that guy? Falcon? I still haven't watched the fourth and final Avengers movie. I bet I probably would have appreciated the uh, WandaVision a little bit more had I done that. But I, I knew enough. I knew what I needed to know. What's to know? Dopey characters. I don't know. I just... It's just... Eh. Anyways. I almost checked out the Winter Soldier last night, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. I just couldn't. I just. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Anyway, all right. I'm gonna go now because it's 10:04. We've had a nice time together, haven't we? Uh, yeah, we have. Um, I do appreciate uh, I appreciate the feedback. Uh, I had two nice conversations with both Nates this week. Nate, just Nate, Nate, Nate S, and Nate D, Nader uh and it was it was great just chatting about uh in their own very two very separate very unique ways reaching out just to uh just to chat just to be like hey man how you doing you good yeah and i'm i'm good i'm 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 always good even when i'm bad i'm still good if that makes sense uh yeah so that was that was cool um and uh, Shimo, It's March 20th uh, Happy birthday Happy birthday motherfucker uh, 41 Unbelievable man Unbelievable But uh, that's it it's, it's time to go I'm, I'm starting to I, I, I can't even put words together I've officially hit the wall So I must I must uh, I must Bail on this podcast at this, at this time Thank you for listening Thank you for tuning in uh we'll talk to you next time positivity is eh but uh kindness kindness matters yeah it really does okay gang talk to you next time on the birthday boy podcast have a great weekend have a great day have a great uh, first day of spring yeah all right all that's all that fun stuff happy birthday shimo and we'll talk to you next time right here on the birthday boy podcast later gators